past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad you're joining us here today. And today we have a guest with us, Jennifer Doyle Vansel, who is a career counselor and adjunct faculty at Colorado State University. And she works both with undergraduate and with MBA students. She also serves as the graduate career coach for Rollins College of Business at the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. And she works in a private practice with transitioning adults. But we are going to talk today about people who are trying to use a degree to get their next job. So we're going to first talk about our undergraduates, and then we'll talk about those MBAers who um, I've got people close to me that are in this world as well. And they're very different. So again, we're going to start with our undergraduate graduates who are, are getting ready to graduate or, or maybe just graduating, depending on where you're at in, in the world and looking to launch their careers. And Jennifer, we've just been doing you know, a little bit of reading on the trends here in terms of what hiring looks like and how it's changed over the last year, because in 2020, things weren't, weren't pretty. So tell me a little bit about what you're seeing from 2020 to now 2021. Yeah, I will tell you. And Marie, thank you so much for having me. Um, in, in the summer of 2020, we were hearing from undergrads, uh, especially that internships were being canceled, um, some job offers were being rescinded, or that things were being put on hold. As you all remember, there was so much uncertainty, um, you know, after March 2020. I think so many of us thought this was going to be a short-term thing, um, and then it turned out to be much longer term than we anticipated. So companies really responded to that in the summer of 2020 with college hiring, really put on hold in a lot of sectors. Now, it's really interesting. I was just looking at the uh, NACE report, National Association of Colleges and Employers, publishes some wonderful data. It's on their website. And they um, were surveying the uh, companies last spring in 2020. There was actually a very strong outlook that hiring was going to be very good. It was pre-pandemic. They were um, 45% um, thought there would be increases in their numbers. Um, but then in reality, um, when surveyed back in uh, July, only 16% thought there would be increases in their hiring and 31% were projecting decreases. So it tra- changed so drastically because of the sector. Some sectors actually rebounded tremendously and had to hire more people and others, as, as you know, hotel, oil, travel certainly decreased. Yeah, that spottiness in terms of sectors has um kept going. And right now, in fact, we're seeing the bounce back happening in some industries and not others. I was just digging deep into some of the World Economic Forum data where they were looking at the jobs that were lost the most in the pandemic were the lower level jobs and how specifically the categories that college students tend to go into education, hospitality. I can't remember. There's five sectors that college students typically launch their career into. And those five are like the exact five that were hit the hardest from 
COVID. So we are seeing a bounce back in the market, but it's going to take longer for these students. Is that something that you're seeing as well? So we certainly see, I think it's looking like um, just a, just a huge increase. Um, it looks like the, the college hiring is rebounding from the projections made last year. NACE's uh, job outlook uh, 2021 spring update shows that employers will hire 7.2% more new graduates from 2021 than they did from 2020. So it is up from 2020, and that, that NACE report has some great data there. But I think what is what I'm seeing in practice is that there is a lot of hiring happening. And we had many, many colleges um, reporting that the companies were on campus, well, on campus virtually to recruit. And uh, the colleges responded very interestingly this year with virtual career services, support for students. And then the employers came alongside and partnered with the colleges to do virtual career fair and virtual hiring events. Some really interesting things happened. One thing that I saw from working in the field every day is that companies were now able to hire across the country where they might have used, they might have previously hired regionally uh, because they could hire remote workers. We had students who had job opportunities in many more places than they previously did. And that was a really interesting change. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I work with a lot of business students, and um, the business students are in so many sectors that weren't as affected, and a lot of the jobs that they do could be remote. So for them, uh, many of them had increased opportunities. Yeah, and at some of those sectors that I've read in, in any ways are tech. Tech seemed to be doing well. Of course, um, healthcare, although healthcare had some up and down spots. What other industries are students seeing that are continued to do well? You know, anything with uh, supply chain, so um, goods and services that could be shipped to home. Um, it, it was interesting, even in the food sector, you know, sales to restaurants were down, but sales to grocery stores were up. I think all of us remember not being able to find toilet paper and uh, flour on the shelves last March 2020. Um, the the companies that were doing shipping and receiving um, very much up and people that were selling goods and services that could be shipped to home were up, even though hospitality and travel was down. Had an interesting experience with an uh, a, a MBA student. We'll, we'll get to MBA hiring later, but just as an example, who worked in the airline industry in uh, private airlines. And uh, the industry was flying uh, people around for concerts and things like that, private And that was significantly down because all of that travel was down. Business travel was down. Concert travel was down. Entertainment was down. But then he was able to pivot into a role in um, commercial uh, cargo airlines. And so that was significantly up. So it's really interesting to see how the pivots in the industries affected where people were looking for jobs. Yes. Okay. So... What are some of your top tips for these undergraduate students and their parents (laughs) as they're looking to transition into the workplace? Absolutely. So one of the big things that I think a lot of people don't realize is that the career centers on the college campuses are such a tremendous partner. We still see when we survey graduates, and this is true for colleges across the country, that some students are not accessing the career center for support. 
and um, they have tremendous resources as far as um, job fairs, um, all kinds of career services, including help with resumes, LinkedIn, cover letters, interview support, interview practice. You could literally go in and do 10 sessions um, at a career center and, and just be so much better off. I would say most students, even if they could get three or four sessions in, would be really, really ahead of where they were. But many, many students are not accessing the Career Center resources at all. So that's my number one tip. If you're hearing this and you have a a college student or a recent grad or you are a college student or a recent grad, is to reach out to your Career Center. Um, I sometimes get private business through a service through LinkedIn called ProFinder, and I get request after request after request from undergraduate students looking for help on their resumes. And those are paid services online. They do not need to pay. They can go to their career center and they can have the career center help them for free. I think a lot of people don't realize that. So that's my number one tip. Yeah, um, and sometimes would... they they might think that that's not, I don't know. I think that even our colleagues get in some conversations with colleagues about how those services aren't very good or those people don't know. Yes, they do. And if they don't know, they will help you find someone who does know. It, it, yeah, I don't 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 believe everything you hear. Go and go to those college services and get help. Yeah, you know, there there's certainly times when you bring in a professional uh you, you might hire a professional writer and I I have great respect for that. My company also provides that service, but a lot of college students, even though the colleges won't write them for you, um, they will teach you how to write them. They will show you examples. They will help you edit. They will help you do multiple drafts. So there's a lot more support than people um, than people sometimes realize. Um, I think the other thing that college career centers can really help with is connections to alumni. And, um, you know, if you're an average student, let's say you're graduating with a degree in accounting or a degree in biology, you might not know other accountants or other, other biologists, but the career centers do. And the other people that do are your faculty. And so if the students can connect with faculty or career center professionals to say, how do I connect with professionals in this industry, not just employers, which absolutely they can connect you to employers, but also professionals in the industry who may be able to refer them to internships and jobs. Um, the, the colleges can really, really help with that. And even for students who are coming from backgrounds where they may not have a natural network in their new chosen field, they can rely on the college professionals to help them make some connections. Excellent. So go to the Career Center, use your Career Center and your faculty for connections Anything else for the undergraduate students? Yeah. What I'd really like to say to the undergraduates is um, understand what it means to customize your materials, customize your resume for certain jobs. I was talking with a student just this morning who said, you know, I have heard people say that and say that, but I never understood how to do it until you showed me. So literally what, what I coach people to do is to create a profile section at the top of the resume, which literally looks like some kind of headline, uh, candidate for business development or something to that effect, and then four or five bullets about how you meet the qualifications for that job. So the job might specifically say that we want someone who can build strong relationships with customers, and you would write a bullet right at the top that said strong relationship abilities gained from three years as club president or whatever it is for you but you're directly um, customizing the top of the resume to the job. Now, that replaces 
what we consider to be an outdated um, objective statement. So if your resume still says, my objective is to find a good job at a great company using my skills, we want to replace that with a customized profile. And so if you can customize the top of your resume to show how you meet the requirements of the job, then new, new graduates should put education next, and then they can put their experience. I also encourage undergraduates to put um, projects on. Um, I was just talking with a student this morning who um, was in the field of supply chain management, and he had done amazing projects in school, but all of his work history was restaurants. And so first off, there's a lot of supply chain and logistics in restaurants. He needed to pull that experience out, but he also had done some amazing projects, and putting those on his resume made all the difference in the world. Um, if he just said, you know, this is me, I graduated, and I used to work at restaurants, the company wouldn't understand that he would know how to do the qualifications that were required for the job. So customizing, absolutely. But it doesn't mean rewriting your entire resume every time. It means creating a section at the top, four or five lines, and a title that gets rewritten each time for the job. What would you add to that, Marie? You are absolutely an expert in resume writing. I know you've got some opinions there, too. Yeah, well, let's. we're going to take a short break, and we'll follow up on that when we get back, because this is important for our MBA students as well, Absolutely. because they need to know how to use that new degree on their resume. So we'll take a short break, and when we come back, we'll pick right back up with this resume topic, both for our undergraduates as well as for our MBAs. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You 
are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking with Jennifer Vansell about our students. So maybe you're a parent or an aunt or uncle and you can pass along some of this wisdom or maybe send the recording so that it doesn't have to be you giving the advice. Jennifer can give it for you. So we were talking about undergraduates using the Career Center and making sure that they are getting resources through their professors, getting those connections, so important in that first job. And then Jennifer started to talk about the resume. And Jennifer, you were talking about customizing and making sure that we customize that top part of the resume, which I like to call a mini cover letter. We know that so many people don't read a cover letter today. The top part of your resume is is that mini cover letter. Here are the best selling points that you have for that specific job announcement. And you want to make sure that you're targeting that top section for every job that you aim for. Is, is that right? That's what you were saying as well, Jennifer? Absolutely. You know, we hear customize your resume for each job, and I think people get really overwhelmed by that. But if you create a, a section at the top, a, a, just a profile, we're talking about four or five bullets with some kind of headline like candidate for accounting, um, candidate for accountant. Um, if you put something at the top that you can just customize job to job, it'll be very easy to just switch out those five five lines, not rewrite the entire resume. I talk to people all the time who think customize your resume means you have to rewrite the entire resume every time, and that is just exhausting. You really need to only focus on that top part. Make it easy for yourself so that you can get more applications out. Yeah, and what I would say is that your main resume needs to be targeted to a group of jobs. So if you are applying to finance jobs or bank job, you know, banking jobs, you've got to be clear on that general focus so that you can write the bottom part of your resume very clear and targeted. Then you don't have to target it to each advertisement, but you may have a banking resume and then a finance in healthcare resume, those cannot be the same thing, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. So you, absolutely. It's like it's like having one piece of marketing material for two different products. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So then you can just target that top part if you have a good base and focus for the rest of it. Like you said, that you don't have to spend all that time targeting and get that good focus. Choose maybe three general types of jobs that you're going to target so that you don't have too many juggling, right? We don't, we can't juggle too much. Pick the three types of jobs that are most relevant. Is that a good number? I think that's very important. And I also think you want to pay attention to what are the technologies used in those fields? What are the strategies used in those fields? So, you know, we're starting to talk about MBAs. So if you think about, if you know that you're going to work with uh, Agile Development or Six Sigma or, you know, some some kind of methodology in the field or if you're going into data analytics and you're going to need to use a program like Tableau or R, if you're using specific technology in your work, you want to make sure that your resume addresses this. If you don't have that top section on your resume and you've never done that in a job, 
then if you say, you know, I, I used to work as a server in this restaurant, there's nothing in there about data analytics. That's why you need to have that top section. And that's also why I encourage students to put projects onto their resume so that people can see you've done some significant work using these technologies, using these methodologies in your school projects, even if you haven't done it in your paid work. Yeah, and both the undergraduate and MBA levels are giving people those projects. Actually, I was just talking to the person who's close to me that's doing their MBA right now about making sure that they had some of those projects on their resume as they're trying to expand out from the roles that they've been doing, because that's why you go for your MBA, right? You go for your Mm -hmm. MBA to expand out from those things. So how do you work with MBA students to get more focused on where they're headed with that MBA? I think that is really a matter of researching the industry. And um, somebody will come in and say, I'm going to pivot into finance. But they may not realize at the outset that there's a difference between, um, you know, mortgages and other parts of banking and different kinds of uh, investment banking versus, um, you know, all the different aspects of finance. So if you research the industry, you'll understand a lot more. If you're going into marketing, and marketing strategy is a very different field necessarily than um, focusing on social media, though that will be part of your strategy. But what part of marketing are you going to go into? Are you going to go into relationship-based selling? Are you going to go into digital technology? You have to know the landscape of your industry before you can start looking for jobs. So finance is not one thing. Marketing is not one thing. Um, So whatever field you're going into, you need to research the industry very well so that you understand the differences between the different kinds of jobs. And then again, the MBA career services staff has some tools to help people do that. Whether you're transitioning with your, you know, we're talking about transitioning with the degree, the professional staff in the career centers will be very helpful to you. And um, for those of you working with private career coaches, they can also help you with that. One other tool that's really helpful is to join a professional association. So we were just referencing earlier some data from NACE, which is National Association of Colleges and Employers. Well, that's an organization that we as career professionals are part of, and we follow the trends and we get training and and shared webinar knowledge because we're part of that professional association. Uh, There's another one called MBA Career Services and Employer Alliance that that I've participated in. That's specifically about careers for MBAs. So those are things that make sense for me to be part of, but what makes sense for you to be part of. Professional associations are a tremendous way for you to learn about the industry and an amazing way for you to get to know professionals in the field. And when the world opens up again and you can go to a conference in person, that is an amazing way to meet people in the field. I've seen so many people get hired for jobs through professional association connections. Yes, and that is for MBA students and any students and anybody. (laughs) I think that that is an underutilized resource by all job seekers of professional associations. And what other tips specifically for MBAs? A lot of times um, you may need a certification of some kind, and it may be a software 
certification. It may be some other uh, certification, but look into what is important in your field. And then um, also pay attention to uh, some MBA leadership development programs and rotational leadership programs. That can be another really amazing um, help to your trajectory in your career. And then the other thing that you were talking about with me earlier was talking internally because it doesn't necessarily mean that the MBA has to move externally, right? Absolutely. So I was just working with someone at a large uh, tech company who wanted to change roles within the company and didn't know how to navigate the company. So during our work together, we discovered that uh, there was a program to help people pivot into that other piece of the industry. Um, We also found that there was an internal mentoring program that he wasn't part of and that he became part of. Um, He also had an internal job board that he could post his interest on, and he hadn't known about that before. So internal to companies, uh, especially larger companies, there could be a lot of ways that you can position yourself for internal promotion. Um, Two others I'll mention. One is that, like I started to say, the MBA rotational program, you can apply to leadership development programs in companies all across the country as a new MBA, as an external candidate, but uh, you can also apply to those as an internal candidate. I was recently working with another MBA who was thinking that she was going to have to leave her company in order to get a promotion, but we discovered that there was a leadership development program within her company that she was able to apply for, and that is catapulting her, I believe, probably about a 20% increase when she gets into that program. So if you can become part of a leadership development program within your company, that can absolutely help, or if you can get into a mentoring kind of uh, program or just find someone in your company to mentor you, that can really help you. Um, even if you're just telling your own supervisor, you're getting your MBA, what you're interested in shifting into, I'd like to be in a more strategic role or I'd like to lead a team someday, your manager can very often help you position within your company to leverage that degree. Yeah, that's so important. I mean, that's a conversation that's going to do so much for your career, not just you know, perhaps leveling up because you've got your MBA, but giving you that opportunity to see across the company. The MBA, what I've worked with a few people, that project that you usually have to do or two can be a way to connect across your company, connect with other people, do great networking in addition to Mm -hmm. doing your project. So I always encourage people to look for that internal opportunity for that project Um, before you might look externally? For undergraduates and graduates, um, LinkedIn is just a tremendous tool. And we've actually got to use it as a tool, right? I think people say, oh, I'm going to update my profile and people will come looking for me. (laughs) But that doesn't necessarily happen. Yeah, it it, it happens sometimes. It depends on the skills you have. Um, You can put 50 skills in LinkedIn and most people have not nearly maxed out the skills. So I certainly suggest that you make yourself as findable as possible, and then people can come to you. But also, if you are liking, sharing, and commenting strategically on content in your industry, then other people who follow that that piece of the industry will also be able to um, get you on their radar, and you could make some interesting connections through your conversations in LinkedIn. I've had that happen many times and seen that with many, many students I've worked with. 
Yes, and you post some great information on LinkedIn about how people can use LinkedIn. So tell people how they can find you, how they can contact you, and and where they can find information. Absolutely. I love to share information on job seeking and career change and meaningful work. Um, I'm a strengths-based career coach, and I post information on LinkedIn a couple times a week. Um, My name in LinkedIn is Jennifer Doyle Vansel. I welcome you to follow me. I'm also um, on the website communicatingstrengths.com for my private practice. So love to connect with you either of those ways and welcome um, a discussion and uh, would love to be part of continuing this discussion. Thank you, Marie, for the opportunity today. Yes, thank you, Jennifer. Such great information. We are going to say goodbye to Jennifer. Thank you for sharing your your wisdom. If you've got a graduate or soon-to-be graduate in your life, share this with them. And we are going to come back on Career Confidant. We will say goodbye to Jennifer, but we'll be back here in just a few minutes on the Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking with Jennifer Doyle Vansel at Communicating Strengths, and she was sharing tips for recent graduates and MBA students that are looking to make a transition. You know, it's interesting. Um, I think that MBA is a challenging thing for people. They get into it thinking that it's going to make a leap in their career, and this is not magic. Oh, man, it's just not magic. Nothing is, right? And so when you're in that MBA, be fix, figuring out how you can leverage it. And this is true of any 
educational opportunity that you do. I just signed up for an educational opportunity for myself, totally different program on the marketing end of things. We all know that we get out of something what we put in it. Knowing that and actually doing something with it are sometimes different things. So we really have to sit down with ourselves and decide, I made this investment because of a reason. And if I want to achieve that goal, I've got to do something different. So even if you're taking a LinkedIn learning class or a free Coursera class, if you're going to put in the time, figure out what you need out of it and how you're going to make that happen. Most of those courses, even the free ones, give you suggested projects that you can do. If you are wanting to use that class to make a, a pivot in your career, do the project, even if it's not required, and find someone who will look at it or help you with it or whatever it might be, because you need to be able to talk about that project in your resume, in your interview, to show the skills if you're in a you know more com- comprehensive program like an MBA or undergraduate or you know even this marketing program that I just signed up for as an entrepreneur, how are you going to make it worth it? I don't know about you. I tend to be a little bit of a learning nerd, and so I take classes all the time. In fact, I've decided I need to like set a budget and stick with the budget because otherwise I do more than I need to and more than I can do anything with, which is kind of the problem, right? What are you going to do with that? And how are you going to leverage it? Not just the learning part of it, but for your MBA, especially the networking part of it. I've heard people say, you know, oh, I joined my, I'm doing my MBA and everybody said they wanted to network, but nobody's networking. It's not easy even when there are some structures set up for you to do it, you have to put in the effort and you have to know why you're doing it and understand that networking is not a cause and effect relationship. It's not like you're going to go to one networking event for your MBA and you're going to get that goal achieved. It's a long-term play, but you have to play for anything to happen. So what are your networking goals? What do you want to get out of networking? And how can you put in the effort consistently over some time to make that happen? Going to the small group events, you know, doing what you can. It's been really hard this year. The person I know just started their MBA this fall, last fall, and it's been hard, right? Because you couldn't get together in person. Now some of that is starting to lighten up. Go to those events, meet people. Figure out who you want to meet. What types of companies will they work out? What type of work will they do? Because the people in your class might be able to make those introductions to other people. And it just gives you something to talk about. What do you you want to do? What are you trying to learn more about? They're trying to learn more about something too. So how can you help them? Looking for those opportunities to introduce them to someone that they might want to talk to. To learn something they might want to learn. And that opens so many doors for you to then look for help when when you need it or for them to share a name when they have it, if they know what you're looking for and if they've had an opportunity to receive some help as well. Then, of course, on the coursework side of it, 
you know, you learn what you want to learn in most of these programs, especially an advanced program, but even at the undergraduate level, you get out what you put in. What's important to you to learn? Where are you going to put in some extra effort? Where could you, you know, talk to someone beyond class to learn more? And as Jennifer was saying, those professors, such a great underutilized resource, go to office hours, talk to them, not just about the coursework, but about how whatever they're teaching fits into whatever you think you want to do in your life, because that's how you build those relationships so that when you're looking for a referral to a company, when you're getting ready to graduate, it isn't, you know, hey, professor, I had you in class three years ago, and we never really talked. But now I see that you know, so and so and I'd love an introduction. No, (laughs) it's not gonna work. Make some relationships now. And figure out how to interact, how to engage during classes. This is probably hardest for undergraduates because we're fresh we're freshies and we're not sure what we're doing but when you start to open up and open your your mouth or type in the keyboard i think this is easier during virtual classes for some of us because it's easier to type in the chat my thoughts my questions and people get to know you not just the professor which has got some leverage points but other people in your class get to know you because you're asking questions or bringing up a point, or whatever it might be, the largest benefit, perhaps, of you doing that is that you learn more. We as people, used to say we as adults, but the truth is we as people learn more when we are engaged, when we're asking questions, when we're responding to discussion, when we're participating. We learn so much more when you can force yourself to participate and engage and you will get more out of it in all of the ways that you can imagine if you're not that engaged in a class go talk to the professor and you know you might not be asking them this question directly but how does this apply to my life but asking those questions of hey this is what i'm looking to do what concepts will be most important for me to pay attention to to be able to do this as I move forward. When you can connect the dots, you're going to be more engaged. And if you're taking an online class, even more important to find ways to engage, find an accountability partner who's also taking the class, sign up with a colleague or someone you know, if it's a Coursera class where they don't necessarily have a live cohort, Find someone to help you engage with the materials, take advantage of the time and and or monetary um, commitment that you've made, because otherwise it will just be another thing that sits on your desk, or you'll get your MBA, but you won't go anywhere in your career. Um, This person that I know that's completing their MBA did a survey of their MBA class asking how many people had applied to a new job since they started the class. And this is only, whatever, three, four months in. But I think there were only five people who had applied to a new job since they started the MBA class. It's early, just a lot of time. But don't let that go to waste. If you're taking it for a reason, set up some structures for yourself to be able to execute on 
that reason. Especially a $60,000 MBA. It kind of just makes me wonder when this person tells me, you know, the responses from some of their classmates. It's a big investment. Even $2,000 if you're, you know, taking an online class. It's a big investment. Make it worth it. Network. Create some structures for you to get the most out of the class. Connect the dots between what you're trying to get out of it and what you want. And this is backing up, back backing the truck up a little bit. Do your research before you do it. Do your research before you take that class. Is an MBA going to get you where you want to go in your career? How do you know? Talk to some people who do what you want to do. Look at their profiles on LinkedIn. Do they have an MBA or not? Maybe they have some other type of degree. When we do our research ahead of time, then we're going to be more engaged because we're going to see the before and after stories. We're going to see the pathways that can get us where we want to go. And we're going to understand how a degree may or may not factor into that move, how a degree or certification program or even a LinkedIn learning class is actually going to factor into that change that we want to make and putting those pieces together, doing the research and really understanding what value you're looking to get out of it and then creating some kind of plan and structure for yourself to actually get the value out of that. While you're going through the program, you want to take notes, keep track, just like you would at a job What were some of your projects? What were your accomplishments? What were the outcomes of these projects? They're going to be tracked a little bit differently. They might sound a little different, but I want to know what were you doing? Why were you doing it? What skills or tools, as Jennifer was talking about, were you using to do these things? And then what were the outcomes? Presenting, maybe the grade might be something you share depending on the class But a lot of times you either have to present the project or you research something, you see some kind of outcome, and you want to be able to track that so that you can tell that story in an interview, just like you would tell any other kind of story in the interview with that challenge action result or, you know, situation task action result. doesn't matter how you message it. It's the fact that you've got that story that you can talk about and you can have a, a good story to go along with it, which makes it feel more real, makes it feel like, yes, this person has actually done this because they can give me a little bit of detail about it, not just listing it in a class list, going deeper and being able to talk about that project. We're going to take a short break. When we come back and wrap this up with a little bow, give you some of the top points around how to leverage training and education in a career change or job search. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. 
you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking with Jennifer Doyle Vansel about how you can advance your career and, and using education to do that. So the first thing that she talked about was using your career center. And if you are in an educational program and they offer that opportunity, take advantage of it. Free help. You can ask multiple people. You can do what you need to do. You can vet the services, compare them to what you read online. But there is nothing better than getting to talk one-on-one with someone about your specific situation. And guess what? You are paying for it. I know we say it's free, but it's not really free. You are paying for it in your school fees or whatever you're paying. So use it. Please make sure you use those services. Now, this kind of folds into a bigger topic here, which is just get help. If you are going to get help with your job search, that could be from a colleague. It could be from your university. It could be from, you know, Jennifer was talking about using LinkedIn to find someone, hiring a coach, whatever that looks like for you. But if you, especially if you find yourself struggling, find a way to get help because there is not an, uh, you know, this is not a I've got to do it on my own type of thing. This is an opportunity for you to connect with people, to network, get help from your professors. She talked about that as well. The other thing she talked about that I'll just want to highlight is the professional associations and the really the importance of using professional associations in your career, throughout your career. Such an underutilized resource by so many people. There's a professional association for everything that we do. And if you want to if you want to find one for your organization or for your career, 
there's one out there, I promise you, it's a great question to ask your faculty. You know, what professional associations should I be paying attention to? What events should I be paying attention to? Because that is going to make a huge difference in your in your career to get involved, to learn, to network, and mostly just to be aware of what's going on in your career so that it's not a surprise when things happen and you have the resources that you need to pivot faster. If you are using education to make a career change, use that network, use your resources and find leverage that to find other places to network while you are in your career. It's an easy time. People want to help you because you're a student. Milk it, right? Milk that for all it's worth because people want to help you and you're in the perfect position to ask people for help. Now, Jennifer talked a lot about customizing your materials for the jobs that you apply to. And this is critical. You want to get focused, first of all. Find three main types of jobs that you'll be applying to and make sure that you are are clear on that underlying focus because that will make your job search, not just your resume, but your job search so much stronger. When you can say, I'm aiming for these three types of jobs, and then I can pick out companies that I'd do those jobs at. I can pick out networking events where I'd meet those people. It just makes your job search proactive instead of reactive when you have that focus. So get focused, create a great foundational resume for each of those areas of focus, and then you can target your individual resumes when you see a specific job advertisement. Now, I've got a video on our uh, Career Thought Leaders Facebook page. So if you find Career Thought Leaders on Facebook in the resume videos resources area in our videos tab, you will find, uh, well, find a whole bunch of resume videos. We've got one on resumes for graduates. We have two videos on targeting your resume to a specific position. The first one is targeting your resume to a general, you know, like banking. And then the second video is targeting to a very specific position description. So if you're struggling with that, I walk you through it. I give you the step-by-step. And it's video, so I give you some visual resources. You, you look at some resume examples. Uh, you know, if you are struggling, there is no reason to struggle alone. Go to the Career Thought Leaders Facebook page, and you'll find those videos there. And again, you'll go to the page, and then on the videos tab, there's a playlist for resumes. And that will give you that information on targeting your resume. Jennifer also talked about targeting your LinkedIn profile. So you use the same info that you're going to get on targeting your resume to target your LinkedIn profile so that you're really keying in on what words might someone be searching for when they're looking for someone like me? How can I connect the dots so that I might be found? But then also... How can I attend? How can I attend LinkedIn events? Right, there's virtual events now on LinkedIn. How can I connect with people one-on-one? How can I engage in conversations that people in my industry are having on LinkedIn? 
follow those people who do what you want to do. Follow those people who are in your target companies. See who's posting, who's engaged, so that you can connect with them and have a conversation. LinkedIn is not just about trying to find people to find you. LinkedIn is about having conversations with people so that you can connect, build your network, and job search. Job search is is a proactive thing, right? It's not a sit back and wait for someone to find me thing. It's a proactive, hey, I am going to go out there and connect with people, find target companies, and LinkedIn is a great tool for doing all of that. So make sure you're using it as a tool, not just waiting, you know, perfecting your profile and waiting for someone to reach out to you. Unless you're in a really high demand type of work, that probably is, uh, is not as common as we like to hope that it is. We have a great lineup of guests coming on to the show. We also have our Clubhouse room that we've launched. If you're on Clubhouse, find us at Career Leaders on Clubhouse at Career Leaders. We are there every Monday right after I finish up with this show for an interactive experience. And would love to have you join us there, ask your questions, share your expertise um, as we are figuring out this clubhouse thing together we'd love to see you there so feel free to jump over to the career leaders handle on clubhouse and uh, join us in that room if you want to ask some job search questions there we'd love to have you always reach out to me at marie m-a-r-i-e at careerthoughtleaders.com and we look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on the Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.